This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Sandy Barrett, Director of the Surgical Service Line at Sansom Clinic in Santa Barbara. Sandy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Before we dive into the questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Oh, I'm happy to. I have about 44 years in healthcare. The last 22 years have been in the ASC administration arena, and I'm also a AAAC surveyor and have been that for about 12 years. That's kind of one of those side passions. Absolutely. So I know you've been in the healthcare industry a long time and the ASC industry as well and old veterans. So I'm wondering, what are some of the, the trends that you're following in healthcare today? What do you really see as being important as um, an ASC leader? Um, one of the things I, I mentioned when it comes to trending is that we all, all the administrators out there combined and who might be listening, probably have pretty much the same similar uh, reactions to that kind of a question. Um, there's many more than three, but my big three are what have always been my big three. Uh, payer recognition of ASCs is becoming more and more relevant. And the payers are actually understanding that an ASC is important and that there is definitely a vital space uh, needed for what an ASC can bring to the table for any surgical services for that matter. Another trend that I often talk about because it is so important has to do with leadership and staff. As we get busier in an ASC, uh, leaders often get overwhelmed. And what happens is it's not that the administration suffers, but what often happens is the embodiment of that leader suffers and they don't always recognize when they need to ask for help. And so what comes with that is that the staff, we as administrators rely a lot on our staff. We can't do it all. For instance, we're doing about 1,500 cases in my surgery centers a month. And so I can't be everywhere every day at every minute. And so I have to rely on my staff to do that. And so what's happening with that is the staff get tired. And when you're tired, it's hard to be engaged. And as you probably are aware, just like everyone else in this country, COVID has taken a huge bite out of our resiliency. Um, when we were in the middle of COVID, we didn't stop seeing patients here. We saw the emergent and we were very, very careful to be particularly uh, careful with our, the CDC and the state of California regulations. However, the rest of our clinic, Samsung Clinic, we continued to function. We continued to see patients. And so what we did as a part of the clinic, I sent all my nurses to all the different clinic spots that we have. And they proceeded to help with screening and they proceeded to work where we needed to work when people couldn't come to work. And so the staff here at my surgery centers have been working nonstop now for the 18 months that have really seemed to be a, you know, a hole. It's kind of that black hole. What's happened for the last 18 months and why are we so tired? And so that's really been, I think, a trend that I'm seeing when I'm doing AAAC surveys the same as holds true. The staff 
kind of bubble to the top and and we understand that we have to meet their needs as well as the needs of our partners and of our board, but our staff really are kind of bubbling to the top in the need section. Uh, Lastly, I think I'm really encouraged by CMS and um, Medicare, Medicaid services are, are starting to understand that the ASC industry, again, is important to the healthcare arena. And as long as we've got that, I think we'll continue to grow. Now, will we continue to prosper has to do more with payment methodology and through the work of ASCA and through Becker's and and through multiple other very, very smart uh, consultants. We are seeing that there is a gradual change in that payment methodology. So that's one of my encouraging trends. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's that's kind of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And that, you know, covers so many different things from um, payers and CMS, some of their policy updates and really recognizing how important ASCs are to the industry. And on the other side, looking at the leadership and staffing, as you mentioned, you know, I, I know there's just a lot going on um, in shortages a- across the industry in terms of getting the right staff and especially clinical staff in place. So, um, you know, from your perspective, what are some of the, the best ASCs doing or able to do to really make sure that their staff resilience is replenished after this really, really challenging year? Um, and, you know, how are you able to kind of overcome some of those challenges that they're facing? Oh, that's a great question. I, I wish I had a really good answer for it. Um, I, I have to say that resiliency has to do with the depth of feeling for for that activity and whether you want to come back and whether you want to be successful. And so one of the things that we try to do is we try to encourage actual team, the actual team concept. Every ASC does staffing differently Yes, we have a routine type of staffing, but everybody does uh, the pre-post areas a little bit differently. And so one of the things that we try to encourage is staff working together for the betterment of the patient. Our first concern, of course, is safety of the patient. And after that, our next concern is actually the patient's emotional ability to understand what's happening and that we are there for them. For instance, a staff member sees the patient preoperatively, but they also take care of the patient postoperatively. So that patient recognizes that staff member. But the other thing it does is that engages the staff member with that patient. So if they're coming in for a biopsy, um, the staff member goes, the biopsy was done, it was completed, and then they're also engaged in what that biopsy shows so that they can show the patient that we really care about you. And what that does is the engagement of the staff person then help build the esteem in that self person that I am helping, I am making a difference. And even though I'm dead tired because I've been running all day today, I can come back tomorrow and do it again because our par- our patients need that. And so that really is one of those ways. Resiliency, we hear it's been a term, you know, one of those it terms for a few years now. The thing with resiliency is that it has to be ingrained, as I said, in the patient, I mean, in the 
in the staff member. And that's really difficult. And each one of us every day when, when we're with our staff, we have to learn as leaders how to build that. And it mostly happens when there's connection, human connection, when there's connection that means something to both individuals. I hope that answered the question. Absolutely. And Sandy, thank you so much for giving that great example. I, I think it perfectly encapsulates some of the principles of how you know people can build resiliency and feel that connection to the care that they're providing. Now, thinking about the surgery center itself, what is the best opportunity for growth over the next year or two? Uh, well, for me, I, I'm going to go a little bit personally here just because I'm, I'm very excited. We are actually opening up three new rooms. So the growth in my surgery center is the ability to do more cases for the doctors that I work with. The doctors that I work with are, it's, we're kind of a hybrid. We're a medical practice and the doctors belong to that medical practice. And so unlike a healthcare system that has employed physicians, we're just a little bit different. But we work really hard to make sure that we can do everything the doctors are doing. I, I think one thing that I'll be really honest and tell you way back when, and, and it was a long time ago, um, I was in a regular operating room and I did some really big cases back then. And I remember, oh, these cases will always be done like this. We will always, you know, cut open the chest or whatever it is. Um, I realized that that's not what's happened. Our world of healthcare has changed. We do most almost everything using robots and using endoscopes. And, and we've changed our whole methodology of how we take care of patients. And so it, the opportunity for growth is endless. What is our most hindering factor is, is money. Um, you know, you can't drop a couple million dollars to buy a robot. We ASCs don't have that ability. So we have to work doubly hard to engage our physicians so that they continue to come here. We, of course, have the latest and greatest when it comes to our arthroscopy and our endoscopy and our laparoscopy uh, equipment, but, you know, the big things we can't afford. And so, but that truly is probably the best growth in ASCs is the ability to move with the science, the ability to get better as more and more of the trending comes out for our technological advances. You know, it's really one thing that's really cool, maybe a little off topic, is that we are opening up a whole new venture with vascular and, and cardiovascular, and, and that's a whole new thing for us. Now, granted, it's been around for a while, but it really is starting to catch fire in a lot of places. And, and you think about that years and years ago, that was hospital-based. People were in the hospital for two to three days after they'd have these kinds of procedures. And now people have these procedures and walk out within hours. And we're able to do that because we've gotten so much better with our technology. We've gotten so much better with our pain control. And we've just gotten better with helping patients learn about themselves and how to take care of themselves. Absolutely. I think that's a great point and so exciting to see how the technology is developing and really allowing more procedures to go outpatient successfully. Now, what are you most excited about today and what makes you nervous? I am most excited for the future. I think that ASCs are truly the future of healthcare. 
It is through efficiencies, uh, through ease of mobility, and through ease of throughput that we can make a surgical experience as something that we maybe only dreamt of years and years ago. And so I do think it's kind of a cliche, but I really do think the future is bright for people who are engaged in the practice of ambulatory surgery. Uh, What makes me nervous? Um, That everybody's going to change their mind. Uh, That uh, the payers are going to go, no, no, we'd rather pay the hospital. Uh, That CMS is going to go, no, no, we'd rather pay the hospital. Um, That everybody changes their mind with where we're at. As you know, just from your experience, uh, Laura, with Beckers and ASCA, we've worked so hard to come so far. We've worked so people in government understand what we're doing. And sometimes I feel like take two steps forward and then, and then a step back and then a step forward and then two steps back. And I think that can be very discouraging. And so that's my that's what really makes me nervous is that we might take a couple steps back and we may not be able to take those steps forward again. And people would probably laugh at me and say, oh, Sandy, you're being, you're being certainly glass half empty. But sometimes that's what makes me nervous is just what happens. And I know that sounds kind of corny, but it's what I believe. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, seeing the trends, like you said, um, the ebbs and flows of some of the different decisions coming from, you know, the local and federal government, as well as like, you know, we've been talking about with payers and um, insurance companies and other issues that have come up. You know, I know there's definitely been swings back and forth for, for how the industry is looking. Um, Sandy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I, I really appreciate you being here. This has been a great discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much, Laura. You have a wonderful weekend and I appreciate you always uh, reaching out and also for Becker's keeping us informed. It's, it's amazing for me. It's, it's a resource I use every day. Oh, glad to hear that we're hitting the mark. Wonderful. Thank you so much.